Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Organic with OJ Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical mother effing healing. And y'all, my name is Adriana, aka OJ Adriana. If you nasty, I'm your host, your girl, and we back on this podcast mic. Um, when I said that I was gonna be back on this podcast mic, um, might I ask? I'm very proud of myself for that, for pushing through this hot mess of a week that I had. But y'all, we will get to it. Um, I have a very special guest in the motherfucking virtual building that I cannot wait to share this conversation. Like, literally, I've been holding on to this for too long. This is probably the interview that I've held on to the absolute longest because I wanted to drop it at the perfect moment. And I think it's the perfect moment, goddamn. We at the top of July, you feel me? Um, We are in the thick of summertime activities, but we gonna get there. <laughs> Just to kind of get this episode started, to talk about some current events. There are a couple things that I did want to talk about today. Um, First of all, fuck July 4th because nigga, who the fuck is independent, goddamn? Or yeah, who the fuck is independent? Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is not a place, a country, a space that is safe and productive for anyone other than white males. And white straight males at that um so fuck y'all's july 4th fucking colonizer don't nobody give a damn about y'all claiming independence on land that wasn't yours to begin with moving right along um oh so Brittany griner um had her court hearing i believe and she pled guilty um and could face up to 10 years there had been like some controversy online you know like with people comparing lebron james to Brittany griner saying that oh if this was lebron james this would never have happened but um if women's sports if women athletes were paid a living that was comparable to male athletes they wouldn't have to go overseas to fucking play basketball like Brittany Griner is not a d-list basketball player she is very much a star athlete um she has been since her Baylor days she was definitely the breakout Baylor star when she was there um so it made sense for her to transition into the WNBA star that she is um it is very fucking unfortunate that she only makes six Six figures in comparison to say a LeBron James's fucking um eight figures you know so that that's just something to think about um when we're making these comparisons like the scenarios are completely different like LeBron James is getting paid exponentially more money to do the exact same thing to play the sport of basketball and that's not even including like his different endorsements because he is male because he is like arguably the greatest basketball player to ever pick up the basketball um 
So I think those arguments are very counterproductive. I think we just really need to focus on black bodies and the fact that black bodies are just not fucking valued at all in this country. Speaking of another black body that was not valued, George Floyd, rest his soul. Um, Y'all know when all of that stuff was going on, we talked about it a whole lot on this podcast. Um, I guess we didn't um, because this podcast started the year after, but we we definitely talked about George Floyd. We've talked about Breonna Taylor. We've talked about just all the fucking black lives that were taken um, from us at the hands of white ones. Um, but speaking of George Floyd, I mentioned him because his murderer was sentenced to um, 20 years and five months for violating um, the civil rights of George Floyd during that arrest that ultimately led to his murder. Um, and this is this 20 year, five month sentence is actually going to be um, served concurrently with his 22.5 year um, sentence, like state murder sentence, um, because the man's a murderer um again i don't want to mention his name i think we do a lot of mentioning the names of these white niggas you feel me um or these white males these white people who uh, um terrorize us um but i don't want to give him any credit like i don't want to okay not me getting messages I am trying to record. Oh, I just want to hold ya. The cover that y'all didn't need. Give me a little time. I'm, I'm like adding words now. Give a little time to me. We'll burn this out. Okay, anyways, back to what I was saying. We're not giving these white men, these white fucking terrorists any more credit. They We're calling them terrorists. We're calling them murderers and leave it at that. Um, The terrorist that murdered George Floyd as well as his little minions, they, they, they're going down. Like, I'm sorry. And yes, this is it's a bittersweet moment because how many more black bodies are we going to see go before we actually get real sustainable change like yeah a sentence means a lot like seeing these fucking murdering terrorists um get actual sentences more so than a slap on the wrist like it, it means a whole fucking lot however like until there's real systematic change that really prevents this from happening ever again and really pre- really prevents the powers that be um from being the fucking powers that be because they're all motherfucking corrupt um we're not going to see change but moving right along something else that I wanted to talk about well really the last thing that I wanted to talk about in this like current events section is that y'all Jerry from Cheer. Um, I did say I wasn't gonna mention any other people's names, but yeah, homeboy from Cheer. Um, arguably the breakout star of the first season of that show. Um, we've talked about this on this podcast. Trigger warning. Um, he was sentenced finally to twelve years in prison. Um, for child pornography and soliciting like child porn and things for the. Uh, for what he was doing um homeboy was manipulating these children 
at these cheerleading competitions, taking advantage of his position of power and harming them and traumatizing them sexually and exploiting them in ways that obviously children can't grasp um, to even understand what's happening to them. You feel me? Um, but yeah, that is just a really fucking sad and unfortunate situation, especially since Jerry, you know, like he had talked on the show about him being a victim of sexual assault and just to continue that cycle, like the mental instability that it takes to really perpetrate a cycle that, that harmed you like, oh, fuck y'all, we got to heal. We have to fucking heal and we can't keep allowing these sexual fucking crimes to keep happening especially in our communities um it goes under the rug a lot of time trigger warning i definitely dealt with childhood sexual um trauma a, a lot of it that i am very very thankful that my my mental and spiritual state um did not necessarily succumb to that trauma um because for a lot of people, I know that that fucking, it ruins them. It ruins their soul and their spirit in ways that um, are not redeemable. Um, so I'm very thankful um, that that is not the case for me. However, um, that shit's weird and it's something that we need to fucking talk about and it's something that really fucking needs to be eradicated for real. We really need to stop praying on people. We really need to get really fucking candid and have these conversations about sex and about sexual trauma and about what is okay and what isn't okay and rape culture and all of this shit. We have to motherfucking have these conversations or the cycle is going to continue. God damn. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, just moving on to my current life. Y'all, um, sad girl summer. I I'm really fucking sad. Um, I don't know if I've really expressed sadness too much and have been okay with really expressing, you know, or being really okay about sitting in my sadness, but I have been and nigga, I have not been okay. I do not have very much to pour into other people and the world. So I'm trying to take the last little bit of what I have in my cup and just, just pour it into myself goddamn just continuously fill it up um because i'm feeling very depleted energetically i'm feeling very i don't know i'm feeling kind of moody goddamn um but other than that y'all i'm i'm just trying to to work and create through it and feel my feels and not and be gentle with myself and give myself grace and all of that shit, but that's kind of all that's been going on, you know, I've just been working, just kind of going with the motions of things, just really trying to get my mental health back into order, and I think that's just going to come along with me really um, working diligently to make sure my spiritual hygiene is in order. Y'all know I talked about this last week in the mid-week or the mid-year check-in episode, um, y'all, which this is a perfect segue because last like I said last week's episode was the mid-year check-in where 
we um just audited our 2022 so far i got the idea from the friend zone podcast shout out to dustin ross i realized that i said his name wrong i actually mixed up his name with another dustin that i know but dustin motherfucking ross i know your name birthday twin um so yeah shout out to him fran and asante for giving me this idea to do on my own podcast um because i just feel like progress checks are really an important part um of mental health and really just auditing and checking our progress and seeing where we are so that was last week's episode and i say that to say um y'all i was just talking about how i hadn't been as diligent with my spiritual practices as i had been and i can definitely see a difference so just getting back into the swing of that um and getting my shit together because your girl is sad and I don't got no energy. So don't send me no motherfucking memes. I don't give a fuck about y'all life. It's like, I do, but like, y'all, I just, I need time to stop being the strong friend. I need time to stop being the understanding friend. I need time to, to not have the burden of being supportive of everyone else. And I just really fucking need support. And the type of support I need is space per (laughs) so yeah i guess that's really all i got to say for the motherfucking recap um let's get into the things that i am currently ingesting okay so it obviously goes without saying at this point but if you are new here when i say the things that i am currently ingesting i mean all the many ways in which you can ingest things into your body into your spirit into your aura not just like food and sending it through your digestive tract right like literally the things that you the hobbies that you have the company that you keep and all the other things that you can absorb that affect you mentally physically and spiritually i use this segment of my podcast as an accountability tracker um so i can assess where i am um like i was saying earlier and like i said in last week's episode um it is very important to our mental health to audit ourselves and to track our progress to see what works and what doesn't work and what makes us feel good and what makes us feel not so good um so we can really um so we can really mindfully ingest stuff and so that we ain't just watching a whole bunch of things that dampen our spirit or eating a whole bunch of things that make us feel like shit um but yeah now i'm ranting to get right into it right um as far as like food drink supplements honestly y'all the same exact as last week um i am Okay, I'm I'm currently reading thing. See, y'all, it is it is very very hard for me to focus on these podcasts because like when I see something, I'm literally like a squirrel. My ADHD does not allow me, but I'm going to get through this segment, honey. I'm going to get through it, I promise. But yeah, y'all, I'm still nursing my skin back to health. So I've been still been trying to hydrate. I've been eating hella pineapples. Shout out to that natural cursidin, that natural bromine, that are um, natural um, anti-inflammatories and antihistamines um, when those two chemicals are put together. And pineapples um, and things like mango are the perfect way to get those or to source those nutrients naturally and source those chemicals naturally. Um, 
so you can naturally create like this histamine response, right? Um, or like this antihistamine response in your body. Did that make sense? I hope that made sense. But you feel me? I've been eating a whole bunch of that. Um, I've been craving a lot of Chipotle as well as home cooked meals. So I've been alternating between eating Chipotle and eating home cooked things. Um, I did go to the pool with my family. Um, a couple or one time this week. And nigga, we made tacos. We love us some motherfucking tacos. My sister made her famous queso. Um, I made vegan tacos and it was a cool little time. We drank tequila. I got pretty tequila tipsy. Um, it, I, there is something very, 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 just magical about tequila and water. I think they go together hand in hand. Um, I definitely understand why um people near the Gulf love them some motherfucking tequila because it, it just makes sense just to be in water and be with family and have tequila. It is perfect perfection. Um, but yeah, as far as other food drinking stuff, y'all. I ain't been doing nothing. I've been supplementing this depressive episode that I've been having with caffeine, which I'm not even going to get into. Like, I feel like the caffeine point at this or at the caffeine conversation at this point is definitely a, I don't know, it's getting kind of redundant because that is something that I battle with. Um, I am actually currently drinking, if I can find it, once upon a time, y'all, I was drinking some iced coffee. Um, I See, it, I can't even get through coffee. See, that's the thing. I'm literally just drinking this um, so I can get some sort of a mood boost. I don't even need energy necessarily because I'm off. Um, but yeah, D- caffeine is definitely definitely helps with a boost of serotonin if you are depleted in that way and i i'm definitely supplementing (laughs) y'all this depressive episode with good old caffeine i'm currently drinking a cold brew with a a splash of oat milk with one pump of brown sugar and one pump of toasted vanilla this is my og starbucks iced coffee drink um and nigga that's what we're doing um y'all so moving right along because i could literally talk about what i'm eating drinking supplementing for a long time and criticize myself and critique myself and analyze this shit so i'm moving on right um as far as media Y'all, um, I've been listening to a bunch of Don't Call Me White Girl podcast. I really like that podcast. Don't Call Me White Girl. Dev- I cannot think of Miss Mama's real name at this point, but I really do like that podcast. Um, They are some East Coast, Northern ass niggas. And um, something that really stood out to me on a recent episode was their conversation of Juneteenth. Nigga, them, they were talking about, what do we even do? I think we're still trying to figure out what to do for Juneteenth. Like while we get into the swing things. Nigga, Juneteenth is a black, like indigenous to America black, Texan holiday. Nigga, this shouldn't be a national thing. I love that y'all are getting into it, but nigga, if you gotta ask, what are we supposed to do on Juneteenth? And like, I, y'all, I, I'm just really tired of that, of the Juneteenth conversation. I just, I don't want to fucking have it. I don't think that I hate that we're not closing our systems. Like, obviously, Juneteenth is a black thing and it is something that black folk should be aware of and know about. However, 
nigga, it's a Texan thing. I've been doing Juneteenth since the day I was born. So to hear people questioning it and asking what we do and talk about getting into the swing of things and incorporating traditions, like been there, done that. <laughs> like, but I say all that to say, I have been listening to, uh, um, the don't call me white girl podcast. I really do like it. I am. Yeah, I, I like it. It's definitely been a part of my podcast rotation. Um, I have been watching or still falling asleep to Bewitched, which I told y'all about. I know these white ass niggas and white ass Hollywood during that time was very shitty to black people and still is very shitty to black people. Um, however, I, I just really like that show. It is very, I don't know. It just feels good to fall asleep to. It, it really does. So I've been watching Bewitched still. Um, I am currently rewatching season two of about to restart season three um because i think only the first three see oh my bad i think only the first three seasons are available for free with amazon prime i think you have to buy the rest of the seasons which and ain't nobody about to buy no seasons goddamn i'm not um however yeah i've just been really enjoying a lot of bewitched um i've in i've been in my youtube bag watching a lot of tasty watching a lot of trinity j as per usual um i don't know if i've ever talked about the cocoa butter channel um but it's like a buzzfeed sister channel that is for black folks right um it's produced by black creators and has only black creators on the platform um but yeah, they've been releasing a bunch of dope content that I've been binging. Um, I really like the um, pick a date by their outfit series that they have. And yeah, I think I the Buzz BuzzFeed, while problematic in its own right, um, in a lot of many different ways. And I've heard many different creators um, from all walks of life, all different ethnic backgrounds, um, genders, and all of that sexual orientation. I've heard a bunch of scrutiny toward BuzzFeed. Um, I definitely hope that they are doing better to treat their employees and their staff better than they had um, been known for. And then in that their reputation kind of says about them. Um, But yeah, the Cocoa Butter channel, I love it. I I love watching black shit and I think they have quality content um on that channel um also real housewives of atlanta i am caught up as far as i'm concerned there may have been an episode on sunday that i haven't watched but i'm caught up up to episode eight um and as far as i'm concerned honestly this season it's not giving like i don't at this point it's just the candy burris show and i've said that on this podcast i love candy burris and she is the star of that show she is the only relatable person in my eyes um in the show sheree still serving face but that's really all i gotta say about real housewives of atlanta maybe if some more interesting things start to happen throughout the rest of the season i'll start to do more um thorough recaps I guess like I have been doing for the previous seasons on this podcast um but as of now yeah I'm kind of bored not don't really fucking care <laughs> that much at all so yeah moving right a motherfucking long um when it comes to music y'all so last night we had some music drops um I have not had a chance to get through the burner boy project I have not had a chance to listen to the sir drop um but a project that I did stay up and listen to all the way through was the Brent Fias's new project which is entitled 
um wasted wasteland um um so brent fires clouded by brent fires is an anthem of mine brent fires also has some hits that i fucking love he is featured on songs that i love so i definitely had i had some high expectations for this album um it was a good album i mean it it was thorough it wasn't great that i definitely had a couple of skips um y'all already know i go up for gravity featuring tyler the creator i just i listened to that song a lot already um so it was interesting to see that this was on the album especially like the third song on the album um i i don't know i guess i wasn't considering this song as a single for an album i thought it was just like a single that he was just dropping um in lieu of an album um but yeah i guess it's cool for that song to be on there i love that song um the song that i actually ran back last night was is called all mine i don't know there's something about that track that i really fuck with and i i really do think that that is going to be my favorite song on the album um besides gravity um, but the rest of it pretty dope you know he he's talking his shit he he's definitely in his in in the bag that he likes to get in um was there anything that just blew my mind nah not really besides all mine i mean nothing really just super stood out to me um but i'll be running it back probably i'm sure spotify will integrate this album into the playlists um y'all speaking of integrating album into spotify playlists drake i've been listening to a lot of this drake album i this is a good Drake album to me still. I still don't have any fucking problems with it at all. I don't like the song Sticky. I'm sorry that that's y'all's favorite song, but that, yeah, that's probably my least favorite song of that project. Um, Something else I've been listening to, I don't know if I talked about this. I don't remember, rather, if I talked about this last episode, but Tori Kelly's Solitude EP. So she wrote this, um, or so she created and wrote this EP when um coronavirus was first happening um and quarantine was first becoming a thing and it took me back to just sonically you can tell that she went right back to her roots that homemade songs by Tori Kelly Roots you know um that forward EP where she really just made these songs by herself and I actually watched a little mini doc that she released on YouTube about this EP and granted this is like two years old um but I watched a little mini doc recently and she literally used the little um toilet paper maraca thing that she used on the first two albums or on her first two EPs and I love that I I think Tori Kelly has a beautiful voice. She definitely has what is known to vocalists as perfect pitch. Um, and her voice is very sweet and just perfect. Um, but for it to be my favorite Tori Kelly bag is the stripped down bag where there's not a lot of production. There's just a lot of vocals, vocal arrangements, um, but just raw Tori Kelly. I, I just love that. That acoustic tori kelly vibe you feel me that really handmade tori kelly shit um that's what made me fall in love with her all those many years ago on youtube so listening to this ep um it just feels like this and granted i did listen to it when it came out y'all know that i went up for time flies um the drake cover however y'all glad that has been my shit i'm glad you walked into my life 
I'm glad you never said goodbye. I, what a great song. I love when you call me your wife. Yeah. And we can always work it out. See, somebody needs to marry me, goddamn, so I can serenade them at my wedding to this song my gosh like literally glad that is just a fucking beautiful love song that tori wrote for her husband boo um and uh, it just puts me in my feels it's just such a great song but literally the please don't take me home record is crazy the the ep goes crazy so if you have not listened to this now two-year-old ep called solitude by tori kelly go run that because those five i think there's five six songs on there it, it goes like for real there's no skip um what else oh i've been listening just to a bunch of my made it out alive playlist on spotify i've added songs on there and i have shared the link on my ig um if you want that playlist and you want to know about some musical moments that really saved my life and continue to save my life and just help me through some difficult times um definitely tap in i'll give you the link to this playlist so you can see um my feels and things um but yeah um I don't know. I guess that's all when it comes to music. That's really all that I've been ingesting this week. Um, and like I said, I got a very dope ass conversation that I've been holding near and dear to my heart. I've been holding it very close to my chest, but I am ready to share it with you guys. So let's get into the topic of the week, y'all. I can hear you. What's good? Yo, kicking shit, you know, getting to it on the clock, you know. I see you. Yeah, not on the clock. Oh, yeah, I'm on the clock, but we all good, though, shit. Well, how are you today? Oh, it's all good in the neighborhood, you know, can't complain. It's a beautiful day outside. It is a beautiful day, man. I took a bike ride this morning to the store, like, because I'm trying to be healthy. And, nigga, I got caught in the rain. I literally had to Uber back home. Like, I was so pissed off. But now it's beautiful again. Damn, where the fuck am I mad? I think I'm out here in like driftwood. I mean, dripping spray. I'm somewhere, but it was raining bad too. For real, dang. This goddamn weather, man. Well, I mean, I guess we'll get started though. I'll talk to my people real quick. Um, okay, folks. So if you don't know, now you know. Um, we are joined by a very special creative, a person that I definitely consider my spirit animal. Like when I see this perform. Like, this is, like, literally, like, the way my ego wants to present all the time. But first of all, I'm a girl, and niggas be acting like, be acting, right? But second of all, right, uh, <laughs> I, I'm also an introvert. So, like, being this this dope-ass person and, like, seeing this cool human, right? Like, yeah. performing, like, and being so captivating, that's very dope. So, yeah. people, I know I told y'all I was not going to talk to no males in the month of june right because i'm really fucking tired of talking to niggas right i really yeah. need some women energy but y'all we we have a person here ttl guapo what the fuck is up dude hey look guapo look guapo little motherfucking guapo goddamn me like i said it's all good in the neighborhood we kicking shit you know that's so good well thank you first of all for coming to talk to me I I always feel very honored that you know y'all like want to share your stories with me so. I know facts I fuck with you long way long way <laughs> I appreciate you but I mean we're gonna get there we're gonna get to the music and we're gonna get to like the creativity but like the hardest question in the world is 
who who are you aside from the music aside from what you do for other people or like your position in other people's lives like who is TTL Guapo hey trippy trip lifestyle Guapo the one and only it's crazy because like that's, that's a that's a that's a that's a crazy question I get that shit a lot they yeah. be like why you just won't just let people know who you really is and woo woo woo, woo. besides Guapo I'll just be like well shit like for one I tried that shit before yeah. Like letting people like really know who like the real my government name type shit. Yeah. But people just people fuck it up though. People will fuck it up for everybody. So to the point they I just have to present myself as TTL Guapo. But like mm. like if we become cool, if I become cool with somebody and I feel like we on that level, then I, I get to open up to to who really my government name is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, so who? How would you describe that that person with this unknown government name? Hey, that's really the person you should you you would you would like to be around, man. Like the 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 fun can. Not saying that Wapo not a fun, caring, um, yeah. respectful person, but like who Kel is. Like Kel is a whole nother alter ego. Like you would you wouldn't even believe. Like damn, like he really does all of this or do all of this or yeah. really yeah it, it, it's crazy though it's crazy but kill, kill a live person though but but guapo you know that's who i walk by 99.9 percent of the time yeah I, listen we're gonna get there mr kell friend <laughs> we, we gonna definitely get there but let me ask you this and i've asked you this in real life before um you're from the city you're, you're from it. this place Born, born and raised, born and raised. But I think I told you, like, my mom was the only child that was born in in the United States. Like, you know how like you have people that be like, oh, I'm mixed with this, or my family from here and there. But yeah. that should be yeah. like ten generations down the line, and the family done stepped out to another race type shit. Like now, like I'm real full deal, holy feel African. You feel me? Like my family originates from West Liberia, West Africa. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like I said, my mama was the only child out of 10 that was born in the United States. Like all my yeah. aunties and uncles is up there in Liberia. I got about like two uncles down here and about like three aunties. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's, so your mom's yeah. like full Liberian. How, how did she end up being the only one of her siblings to be born in the States? My grandma was brought, my, my grandma's sister came out here before uh, she did. So my grandma was brought out here in like 70, 72. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was brought out here. So that's how, that's how my mama came about down here. Got you. And so like as a Liberian woman, um, I guess how, this is not a, a TTL Guapo's mom interview, but I, I just have to ask, how how was her experience, I guess, transitioning and then growing up here? Well, she was born here, so she's always been in the States, but how was that like for her growing up, like being this first generation person and having to acclimate to Texas, the city, all that? I think, I think my mom was like the first child to, not lie, I'm lying, my uncle, my uncle Chris, he came out here in like 95, 97, some shit like that. He ended up gra- he ended up graduating from UT. I was trying to say my mama was the first child to graduate college, but my mm-hmm. uncle, my uncle actually was. He ended up getting a degree in like engineering, engineering yeah. down there at UT. But it's crazy, like my mama, she don't 
my mama acts more of an American than the Liberian. So like, if I want to yeah. get like all that good flavor and food and culture and stuff, I gotta I gotta go to my uncle's side. You feel me? I gotta go there with my uncles and aunties and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, my mama she just lived like a normal American. Like you would never know that my mom is Liberian unless you ask her you feel me yeah she don't she don't have an accent or nothing like it's there but it's not there but like like my relative it's full black strong like you gotta <laughs> zone out like huh i make i may talk back in liberian but my my uh liberian is broken like i could try to say like uncle rush hour when he was he was trying to say something on the microphone but he he ended up saying like you got a cat stuck in a woman pants or shit like yes, that. Yes, like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how my language is when I be trying to speak that shit. That's so interesting. <laughs> so when do you what stage of your life did you learn Liberian? Did you grow up like speaking it as well as English? I, I really never, I, I ain't even gonna lie, like I really started embracing, I just started embracing the shit about like two years ago. Cause like I really oh, I, yeah. like, like I knew what I was, but like like I said, my mama, she really just never taught me it then like when I was always around like my grandma and my other side I just thought they was just they just couldn't talk you feel me but the whole, <laughs> yeah the whole time they talking in Liberian I was like wow bro like ain't no ain't no way like I, I have to like embrace you know that I'm really <laughs> from another another place on the earth like that shit it feels wonderful like I'm not even gonna lie <laughs> Literally, it should. That is fucking amazing because, nigga, I don't know who my people are aside from the 10 generations that's been in the city. Like, I don't know that. So, like, yeah. for you to, like, literally have that anchor and still have people, right, in fucking Liberia, nigga, that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, sure. So growing up though, like in Austin as a as a young black kid, how how was that experience? Like what 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 were you doing as a kid? Who was TTO Guapo as a baby? Man, look, before Guapo, it was Lil Kill. Before I, Guapo, yeah. it was it was Lil Kill for shit show. But I love Austin. Like I love the old Austin. Ain't nothing wrong with the new Austin, you know, but being able to to go outside and have fun, ride bikes all around the east side, northeast, you feel me? Being able to go to Alamo Park, Doris Miller, Givens, and just go have fun with your other peers. Like, it, it was fun. I wish it would get back to how it was, but it ain't yeah. never going to be like that, though. But it was, I enjoyed growing up in Austin, man. It's a slow-paced city. You have time to think about what you really want to do and shit if I should go uh, if I should go rob somebody or if I just should just chill like you have all that that in you you feel me like yeah. I fucking love Austin man so I just hate when people uh present Austin as like we uh we just a negative city I hate that shit I hate that yeah shit. especially <laughs> like people that did not come up in Austin like they mm -hmm. like Austin is perceived as being very white and is as being very just like catering to white people which it is and gentrification the shit on the east side it fucking break my heart every time and granted I was gone for 10 years so I've only been able to see it like when I came back you know for Christmases and holidays but like being back in the city and driving through like the shit breaks my heart but what a lot of people I say that to say what a lot of people don't know about the city is that there was a time when the black 
community in Austin was so like synchronized and like on the same page, oh, like God. the riding the bikes, like down Northeast Drive, like type shit, you know, like the being oh, at your grandmama, whoever house in two, one, two, three, you like, it's, it, it just felt so good, you know, like for us and I don't know. My, my goal in life is to to help in some way push things back to that point. But so, what were you doing? What were your hobbies as a kid? Man, a lot of people don't know this, but like, I'm a drummer. Like, I love music. Before, but even like, yeah. fuck rap. Let, let's let's just say fuck rap. You feel me? Yeah. Like, if I, if I was never a, a rapper, I don't, I don't like the word rapper. If I was never an artist, yeah, I'll be playing in like somebody band like my goal is like to when i get done with rap yeah i'm gonna go go play for a band or something i want i want to play drums on the bet awards or something you feel me i want to go play for a lot of cold group or something that's really what i want to do but growing up you know i was a drummer you know i always stayed in church still to this day i go to church and make it seem like it but no matter what i do i'm in church on sundays so um dad going to church playing 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 football baseball i done played every sport but soccer yeah but yeah you know going to going to camps as a younger age and stuff shit that they don't do anymore you know but yeah i was always busy i was always active i never just had like a, a chill day i was always doing something productive as a as a kid that's a dope that's important how do you think that has shaped you as a as a grown-up shit just just knowing where i come from yeah being humble you know that's that's really that's that's it played a big part just being humble man yeah. like i didn't come, i didn't come from a um i didn't come from a poor family i ain't come from a, a rich family what the that's a frog that ain't no frogs i'm sure but uh I, I, we you know i always lived a, a wealthy a wealthy life you feel me like the little yeah. dirt that i i did do i was never peer pressure to do it i always did it because i felt like i wanted to do it you feel me so mm-hmm. just being humble really the main part about it got it I, I love that so what music were you listening to like growing up like who are uh, like some artists some songs that stand out from you being a kid growing up man you know you know i'm 26 i came up i came up in that era where music was fucking fire bro like you know you had the Keisha Cole you had Nelly you had Big mm-hmm. Mo Pimp C that's back when 104.3 was playing Houston music you feel me 90, yeah. 93.3 that was back when you can call in and, 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 and spit for boys beatbox and shit like that so I came I came up not boys in, in, the, in the wonderful music Era, I bullshit you not, bro. Like I listen to everything, any genre. Like I literally yeah. will listen to it. I just I love it. So, so you've always loved music, yeah. Like, yeah. did you know growing up that you were like talented musically? Like, where, when did you figure that out that you had a talent for making music? Uh, when I guess when I made like my first single for a dog. But uh, I want because I only started I only started doing music because of my cousin. My cousin was doing mm-hmm. music and stuff. Yeah. My older cousin, he was about like eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. About, yeah, about six, eight years older than me. So everything that he did, 
I tried to do. You feel me? One of the reasons why I wore number 10 in football, one of the reasons why uh I played quarterback was because of him. There's a whole lot of reasons behind it, but yeah, I, I, I say when I first made my first single for a dog and I dropped it and I got like 5k plays and like two days type shit yeah like you knew then so I like you didn't like sing and dance around like as a kid like your mama wasn't like hey I need you to dance I need you to do this for me I want to see you like nothing no one knew <laughs> I mean no nah, not necessarily like yeah they tried to make me sing in church and shit but oh like, yeah <laughs> Like hell no! Nah. Like I used to like no. Like I want to play the drums. Like I don't want to sing. I want to. I want to play the drums, but I couldn't play the drums unless I sung in the choir for a song or two type shit. Like they used to do me like that. That's messed up. Okay, so you grew up in the city. What church did you grow up in? My home church is Ulet Avenue Missionary Baptist Church. That's over there off of Ulet Ave. Over there yeah. off of uh, yeah. fucking MLK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uncle he uh he built that church and shit, but yeah. So really, it, it really was my family church. You feel yeah. me? So, so my whole family is like musicians and stuff like that. Like I never took a lesson a day in my life, and that's on my soul. It it was just watching them play on Sundays, sitting on the on the, on the front row, and yeah, I want to play the drums. So really, just learning from them and stuff. Like never took a lesson a day in my life. Dog, that's beautiful. That's how it starts. So do you only play the drums? Do you know how to play any other instrument? Uh, I play the lead. I like to mess around on the lead guitar. Uh, yeah. I play chords and stuff like on the piano, but I'm not like a fluent piano player. Pianist, yeah. Yeah, I ain't fluent with it. But drums is my... Like you love definitely, them. Definitely my go-to. Like, yeah, drums definitely my go-to. That's so cool, TTO Guapo and all this goddamn energy. Okay, so you're making music. Yeah, your old cousin is like doing this thing and you want to be like this guy. This is your like role model type thing. So you come out as this, as Kel Guapo. That's your first name, right? It, okay, it went from Lil Kel, Lil to, Kel, Kel got you. to Kel Guapo because that's when like my partner gave me that name, which is crazy. He gave me the name Guapo. It was like- because you're so handsome. That too, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but he, like I just started like touching like a whole lot of chicken out of nowhere. Like it was just when oh, like guap, like but, money guap. Yeah, yeah, Bet. yeah. But you know how, how, how however you want to present it, but you know. Uh, so that's how really the name Guapo came about. And I yeah. did kill in front of it, kill Guapo, and I yeah. was like. I'm tired of Kale. Like, I don't want people to, like, be calling me by, like, half of my name type shit. Damn, so yeah. I was like, I'm just going to throw TTL because I am Trippy Trap Lifestyle. So shit, TTL Guapo. And, and it just stuck. So so tell me about, like, your creative journey, right? From the moment that you decided to release Dog, right? And yeah, till yeah. now, like, what, what has that journey just where the the creativity comes like what has that been like what are some key moments i guess shit meeting a whole bunch of artists being able to run with young nation and shit actually like fucking with them niggas like calling them niggas brothers and shit like i'll pull up to dallas fuck with them stay with them niggas type shit and them niggas coming to austin and shit and vice versa 
being um able to do songs with little Ronnie, little Ronnie Mother Elf and shit. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like just being tapped in with the whole Dallas culture, Houston culture and shit. I met a lot of good people. I let I met a lot of fuck niggas people. You feel me? Shit. Yeah. So it, it's it's been up and down. It's been up and down with it though, but more so of the good than the bad. Yeah. So so how did that collab happen with all the Dallas people from the the Lil Ronnie, the fucking like um young nations? Like how how does this happen? How does TTL swindle himself into the these spaces as a cool kid from ATX? So boom, like 20, like 2016. Yeah. I had a show out there in East Texas, my first ever like far, far road show type shit. That shit was like four and a half hours away. Yeah, I think it was Lufkin, Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, random. Yeah, Lufkin, Texas at the convention center. Hip hop for HIV, Young Nation, B oh. King, Hurricane Chris, Just Britney, and a few more major artists at the time was there. Mm-hmm. So, boom, I got there. I ain't know I had my own backstage type shit, like my own personal like dressing room type shit. The hoe had my name on that bitch. You really oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> so, boom, then I just so happened to share share that hoe with just Britney. Like, I was on one side. She was on the other side. So, that's how I met just Britney. But back to Young Nation. Uh, yeah. I'm backstage. Then I ran into, bro. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, is is you type shit? It would just yeah. be read. It would just be read there though. Uh, we started chopping it up and we became cool. Then shit, I was like, "What you would do for a feature?" That nigga was like, "Stole me a hundred dollars." So boo, take that nigga a hundred for a song and shit. He sent that bitch back like the next day. Dang. Came came down here, shot that video. I ain't never dropped it though. Like never dropped it. Which why was you crazy. holding on to it? It was, it was a lot of bad business with this shit. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of bad business, but fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> Goddamn, feel you. Yeah. So that's how that's how I met that met that nigga. Yeah. Been cool. Then I met Fame when I had went down to Dallas on my twenty first birthday. That helped. Beery told me to come out there. I shot out there. But, like, Fane wasn't fucking with me at first because it was like, who is this nigga that you be bringing around? Woo, woo, you know, yeah. like, no no new niggas type shit. Yeah. But, like, he pulled me to the side and was like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'll fuck with you. You feel me? I feel like you a good dude. You know, be really be bringing up around a lot of, you know, janky ass niggas folks, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see you as that. So, only thing I'm asking for, just make me a promise, just take care of my nigga type shit. You feel me? Make sure he he's good and he not out here on no on no you know doing some shit. Yeah. I ain't like me and Fane been cool ever since then and shit. That's a real ass conversation. I love that actually. I love and it's crazy hear that. Cause when I dropped for a dog, my uh, at the time my DJ DJ Smurf, shout out DJ Smurf. He told me he called me. I'm still in school and shit. School night is Sunday. That's back when teen nights and shit was cracking. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, pull up. I got a surprise for you type shit. I'm like, uh. So I snuck at the house. You feel me? Mm-hmm. As you <laughs> Went should. There. Soon as I got there, 
I nigga introduced the nigga and dropped the song. He was like, you finna perform. That was like my first ever show to perform in front of like 1,500 plus people. Damn. And I opened up for Young Nation that night. Right after I performed, that's when Young Nation had performed. Yeah. So that shit, that shit, that shit live, man. Poor dog took me places and shit, you know. Literally. Got to got to perform uh boozy and shit back at South by in like 2017 or some shit like that. But I finessed that promoter though. He had me fucked up. But it's all good. Sheesh, it's all good, guys. You heard it here. It's all good. So where do you what's your um what's your music making process? Like what what does a TTL Guapo studio session look like? How how do you make a song from start to finish? Shit. I don't write. And the only okay, reason so- why I don't write anymore was because I was recording at Beat Kitchen. I forgot bro name. Mm-hmm. But like I was doing the song. And like he just stopped that hoe. He was like, bro, why you just want like punch in? I was like, I feel like that's a waste of time. He was like, nah, it's like more, more creative type shit. Mm. So ever since then I started punching in. So like I booked the session. Of course, I listen to the beats at the house, you know, get a little idea of you know where I want to go, but I don't write play that hoe, yeah. get high, you know. Drugs and shit, you know, yeah. that bitch that vibe. Give me like 20 minutes and I'm, I'm gonna cook up a whole song in like 20 minutes. Per. <laughs> I love to hear it. So, you know, it's so interesting that you bring up like the punching in because, you know, I, as a, as a non music making person, I did not necessarily know that punching in was such a utilized tool in in hip-hop especially you know like um so being around all of y'all artists and like seeing different perspectives like I've been in the studio with people who I've seen them punch in I've been in the studio like with niggas that are on some one take shit and just like to like just y'all's different perspectives on that part of the art specifically is very interesting so let me ask what inspires this music because when i think about t-tail guapo which dog i've been listening to vault so much i think vault is probably the the first t-tail guapo song that i knew was a thing like when i was like damn this guy he has something and then i feel like i saw you perform this song at the pre-roll did you perform this the first time you're at the pre-roll no, the first song I performed at the pre was No Smoke, the first time, yeah. Got you, okay. But so, it's crazy. Did you, like, know that, like, I was one of the finalists in the Smoke Out tournament? Yeah, I did know that. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, but I'm you mean, always... like, this recent Smoke Out? No, the, the one The right first before... one? No, the last one before COVID hit. Yes, before yeah. COVID. I was aware. I did know yeah. this. Yeah. Dang. So how did that? So y'all guys and y'all know I need my nigga Key here to tell me to stand up. But we always swooning over these niggas, Jalen, Jay Soldier, and DJ Napalm, right? So how how did you hear about their platform when that before pandemic, when Smokeout was happening? How did you even hear about that? And how did what was your journey to become a finalist? In in that, I've been knowing soldiers since like 2012, 2013. Yeah, I didn't know who Napalm was until 
I started doing smoke out. Yeah. I did. I only did it one time though, but I met him when I had did the the, the smoke out thing. Yeah. How did how did you get involved like with doing the the smoke out at first? Uh, I seen I seen the first one, you know, and. Of course, you know, being Guapo, you women, I feel like, you know, nigga, my music better than yours. Her. Yours. So let me, let me, let me do this. You feel me? On me? I already, I already knew what the outcome was going to be, but yeah, it is what it is, though. But, uh, so yeah, first song I did, No Smoke, Smack That Nigga. Second song I did, uh, I think it was like, uh, Rich, nah, that ain't no rich feelings. Uh, can't think of the song. Smack that nigga. Uh, third song, I did hundred thousand. I think that was against Kane Marco, and he came out with the whole little. Thought he was doing something, putting his uh his fucking uh album cover on the screen and shit. Yeah. That shit, that shit, whack that nigga. Uh, old song, which was the final round. I lost to that nigga, uh, I lost to that nigga King. But the only reason I lost to King, cause he 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 brought different outfits. And I'm standing yeah. on that. It was a good round, but okay. he brought different outfits and shit. That's the only reason why. Okay. You know, and I I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate an artist standing by they shit and knowing who the fuck they are and being able to be like, look, these niggas one because of x y and z i'm still whoever the fuck i am so we're like, on like, the subject on me so since we're on the subject we we gotta get off the topic because literally we talk about these niggas all the time in their platforms but so are you pulling like what are you pulling up for the next smoke out like, are you going to be in this next smokeout competition for the next smokeout in August? I believe it's happening. No, Legovo done. You done? You done with it? Per. Legovo done. Legovo chilling. You know it. Though I ain't gotta say no more. Though I ain't gotta do too much. I love shit. it. I Guapo. love to hear it. Guapo left his bark that night. That Tuesday. Terry Trap lifestyle. We, yeah, nigga, we, 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 we ran that bitch that night. Goddamn. <laughs> so, so what is Trippy Trap lifestyle? Like, what, what does that mean? How did that originate? What, tell me more. Shit, life's a trip. Yeah. Life's a trip when you geeked up and fully loaded. Yeah. Fell. Just being free. Mm-hmm. Just understanding what life is. Yeah. I love that. I I definitely I stand. So before we stop talking about the music, um, and before I I give you some of these very very dope questions that I have, which I like to say that they're rapid fire. I can't answer anything quickly, and no one else has been that has been on this podcast has done a very efficient job at answering these questions. But before we get to them, right? So yeah. a big part of my podcast is like mental health and is about taking care of our brains and about healing right so so how does ttl guapo care for his mental health Shit. or do you positive i mean yeah, yeah. you gotta be positive you gotta you gotta have po- positive energy mm-hmm. around me type shit you feel me like i don't i can't fuck with no negative shit i'm a happy person every day i'm happy I ain't got no need. If I'm, I mean, of course, you know, 
if I'm in a mood, you feel me? I'm not finna just allow that mood to affect me for like months and shit. Yeah. Might be a day, but I'm gonna get over that shit. You feel me? But yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't allow no no negativity. You feel me? I believe in for forgiveness and shit. I don't hold grudges. You feel me? Yeah. You still a fuck nigga, but you know, I, yeah, it is what it is. Though you feel On me? me? So, I love that. That's honest. That that's real. So, how how does TTL Guapo self care? What does self care mean to you? Shit taking care of myself <laughs> on me you feel me my hair you feel me yeah. you know, haircut and shit my drip you feel me like that's, that's self-care you feel me that make is self-care sure, make sure make sure i'm good you feel me yeah, yeah. self-care yeah. is the best care i come first you feel me you do because you literally can't be of service to other people if you are not taking care of yourself like mm -hmm. i love that i fucking love that so before we wrap up friend i do have some some questions i like to say this a rapid fire like i just said um so i'm gonna give you like we'll say five seconds to answer these questions right but the For first sure. thing that comes to mind so to start what song do you have on repeat right now like on like spotify like in general yeah, yeah. Shit, baking bag. By who? Gonna. Okay, per. Dang, free that boy. <laughs> um, damn. Who made more of an impact on the culture, Soldier Boy or T Pain? Soldier Boy. Per, love it. Love to hear it. Um, <laughs> I I definitely agree. Oh, all things considered, Jay Z or Wayne? Shit, Wayne. <laughs> I love you, TTL Guapo. This is that the Leo energy, right? Like, and the thing oh, is, sure, sure. In, in real life, I like Leos are actually the bane of my existence, but they, I have had the most deep, meaningful relationships probably with Leos. Um, so the energy, I fucking love it. All of these answers are the exact answers that I would have given. Um, so I, I appreciate the that, all of the energy, but what who's the best hip-hop or who is the best hype man in hip-hop of all time who the best hype man of all time uh yeah. my nigga flavor flavor per love the answer oh fucking stan um what what's the favorite your favorite bar that you've ever written uh, my favorite bar i ever written i got so many or not I written I got I got so many. I got so many. Uh okay. Oh no. Right as of right okay, I'm gonna say as of right now, my favorite song as of right now is Slide Trip. When yeah. I was like, uh I be tripping, dripping. I got bitches Johnny Bravo. Now that like when you really think about it, like a nigga Johnny Bravo. All he wants is bitches, you feel? Yeah, literally. Oh, <laughs> I love that. What a good bar. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I, that's a great bar, actually. I I stand. So, UGK or Outcast, all things considered. Yeah, Outcast. Okay. No, nah, fuck that. Nah, it's. I really should say UGK, you know, because of because of the Texas shit. But are we talking about like music, past Texas nationwide type shit? I'm an Outcast. Yeah, now nah, I feel you. I, I love that answer. I definitely feel all of what you said. So 
TTL Guapo hosts a festival and you get to choose five headlining artists from the city. Who are, are those five artists slash groups? Lil Miles, Jake Lloyd, Chiquita B, fucking uh, Tita, I'm gonna tell Tita. I want to. I want. I want to hear some of that T dot A shit. I want. I want. I want. I want some of that oh, old shit. You feel me? Okay. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> listen, y'all, and listen. I want you to take me back to the Perp and Turk. God the Perp and Turk days. Listen, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about this specific artist that much on this podcast for other reasons. However, yeah. that era is, is unmatched. <laughs> Listen, hey, Tita, take me back, take me back, Tita. <laughs> then, yeah, you, 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 then, yeah, you can, you can do your Tita shit. You ah, sure. Then, uh, damn, I got one more artist. You got one more artist from the city. In the city, let me see, 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 let me see. Damn, that's tough. That's that's a tough one. Cause the only reason I won't say Jake Souza because like. Plenty of people done seen Soldier performance shit. Yeah. A lot of niggas don't know who Lil Miles is. You feel me? A lot of niggas don't know who who, who Jake Lloyd is. You feel me? Like yeah. really this younger generation type shit. Yeah. Uh damn, one fucking more. That's tough. That is tough, man. That's tough. I don't want to say anybody from my crew or whatever. Uh, oh no! Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough oh, so, one. Listen, friends, it's an open spot, and somebody needs to win TTL Guapo over is what I'm saying. Um, with y'all's music, so hopefully during the summer y'all drop some hot enough shit, so he yeah. would consider you. Goddamn! <laughs> Dang, that's so interesting though. It, it's so interesting your reasoning behind not having soja on your lineup and put your reasoning behind having everyone else like i think it's perfect and i think that would make for a great festival so my last question friend to you is what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in life biggest lesson i learned in life yeah shit our most valuable lesson do do right by others you feel me shit be be able to forgive i feel like you'll be able to live live better live more yeah. comfortable share me shit stay out the way on me Get chicken god damn me shit trip on these hoes drip on these hoes god damn me shit. <laughs> yes it is what it is you know <laughs> oh, I love that. That was beautiful. And I, dog, TTL Guapo, I literally said I was not talking to no fucking penis having organisms on my podcast this month. However, you made it. And I, I'm so thankful for these conversations for real. Like, I'm definitely going to hit you after and tell you how appreciative I am. And, you do that. Uh, huh? I say you do that. Oh, I will. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And I hope to see you soon at some point, I'm sure, we'll cross paths. Just hit me. I got you. <laughs> Bye, dog. Hey, y'all go follow me, TTL Guapo. Oh, yeah. Only the Trip Trap Master, Guap Show Bob, uh, Daddy Guap Guap, or whatever your bitch want to call me. I'm going to answer to any of those. Oh, me. Uh, hey, shout out 
OG. So we in this bitch. We are in this bitch. Oh, well, bye. I hope you have a good day. Can't wait to hug you or something. What's this show? <laughs> bye. Take care. Be safe, dog. Boo. Bye. Welcome back to another episode of OG Says, where I, OG Adriana, say something about something. So y'all, friends, family, I just got something to say and I kind of started to say this earlier but today's OG says is own and allow sadness when it arises y'all often we like save room for all of our other emotions we hold space for happiness and anger frustration shame guilt all that shit um but what about good old sadness like literally where you just feel fucking distraught and you just feel hurt and just you don't fucking you feel sad that that feeling of sadness i think oftentimes we misinterpret or misperceive as being weak and we don't want to allow ourselves to ever feel weak because for whatever reason someone convinced us that weakness is the the end-all be-all of your character as a human right um when in fact that is not all humans are fucking flawed all humans have strengths and weaknesses all humans have the ability to get sad and we all do experience sadness but i think we have just a really fucking hard time with just sitting in our sadness and allowing our sadness to exist and allowing our sadness to really pass because if we're not even acknowledging that sadness exists and if we are constantly like brushing this sadness off as you know as anger or as frustration with our own self because why are we feeling so fucking weak and pitiful you know um if we're constantly doing that then we can't really resolve whatever it was that made us feel those things because we're not using the correct medicines to fix it nigga we working on a different problem so um yeah OG says this week is super simple um, and it is definitely a reflection of my own life as are most of these OG says segments. Um, But yeah, just sit in your sadness. Understand that it is okay. Give yourself enough grace to sit, to be sad, honey, because sadness is going to come. So pushing it out of the way and forcing it out of sight, out of mind is not doing any benefit to you um we've talked so much about this podcast and i think it is a general understanding that pushing aside your feelings and ignoring them um is the worst thing that you can do in terms of mental health and emotionally emotional intelligence right so why do we allow ourselves to have time with all of our other emotions um but sadness we oftentimes just don't we don't acknowledge we don't recognize we're super oblivious to because we perceive it as something else but nigga no be sad so yeah that's all i gotta say without fucking rambling but let's wrap up this episode y'all all All right so y'all know i love to end these episodes with some sort of energetic i'm breaking shit but i like to end these episodes with some sort of energetic climate some 
spiritually ancestrally guided message to just kind of lead us through the next week to come and just to give us some insight on what the collective needs to hear so lately i have definitely been pulling from this how to love book by thick not han which is a collection of poems and just different things having to do with love and how um just clarity on just like compassion and just love itself um it is simp summer i'm kind of rambling right now because i'm a little lovesick and um yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna gonna cry (laughs) reading whatever this message is or what but i guess we should get right into it goddamn before i actually do that because we got a podcast to finish goddamn um so spirit on behalf of the collective i am asking you to come in and give us some clear and precise messages i ask for only spirits and ancestors and guides of those um of benevolence and that we get some clear and some clear ass answers today on what we need to hear um where it comes to love so i am flipping through this book y'all and i am gonna find us a page to turn to A deep thirst. Sometimes we feel empty. We feel a vacuum, a great lack of something. We don't know the cause. It's very vague, but that feeling of being empty inside is very strong. We expect and hope for something much better so we'll feel less alone, less empty. The desire to understand ourselves and to understand life is a deep thirst. There's also a deep thirst to be loved and to love. We are ready to love and be loved. It's very natural. But because we feel empty, we try to find an object of our love. Sometimes we haven't had the time to understand ourselves, yet we've already found the object of our love. When we realize that all of our hopes and expectations, of course, can't be fulfilled by that person, we continue to feel empty. You want to find something, but you don't know what to search for. In everyone, there's a continuous desire and expectation deep inside. You still expect something better to happen. That is why you check your emails so many times. Thick what? So I'm going to read this back. Um, I actually what I, I i left myself reading this like actually very confused on how this like could potentially correlate um but yeah i think that just the deep thirst for long for love and for understanding i think that can be very overwhelming at times so i think maybe it's time to 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 quench the thirst for love and understanding with self-love and self-compassion and just filling ourselves up as much as we possibly can um so that we can be of service and to be vessels for the world as i've said before but now i'm about to go and cry um so y'all <laughs> thank y'all so much for listening to this episode i appreciate y'all as per usual um 
this is definitely like a short and sweet episode of like last week was um i'm interested to see if um i am able to keep on condensing these episodes down um under the two hour mark honey because y'all know i can talk a long time and especially when i have different guests on here we can talk a long time um if our guest today ttl guapo i i want to give him a huge thank you that is my motherfucking spirit animal i love watching him perform um i think he is a very just dope ass creative a dope fucking individual with too much motherfucking energy need to sit his ass down somewhere nah but um big shout out to him for gracing our podcast with his cool trippy ass presence um i thank you all for listening and for being here and for bearing with me um through my mental illness goddamn um I, I I do want to just say on the podcast that I do appreciate everybody who fucking checked up on me yesterday when I was giving my call for help um, of sadness. Um, I, I definitely appreciate y'all for that. I definitely, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm definitely finding solace in this little community that we are building and that is continuously growing. Um, and again, I thank y'all for being here i really fucking do um it means a lot to me for people to ingest my art and it always does but y'all i'm leaving follow me on all the things oh you can follow this podcast instagram at organic with og where i post podcast updates as well as aesthetic things you can also follow my personal instagram at og adriana um and that's where you can find adriana things my personal muses me oversharing, um me just unsolicitedly sharing my feels um at any given time because i'm a moody ass bitch and my brand is literal moodiness um you can also follow me on twitter um at og adriana underscore at your own discretion i do tweet and delete a lot um because i'm very impulsive with my words on that app um and i am constantly censoring myself because yeah for the sake of my goddamn brand right um you also please 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 friends youtube og adriana adriana mckinney you could probably also find me on there but og adriana for sure on youtube um yeah because we have things coming um i actually have a very special announcement coming toward the end of this month um that i would love for y'all to uh, be here for and to uh, hear right here from the birdie's mouth um a couple of you guys do know about this i've reached out to a couple of people who are um helping me with this project that i'm working on um but that being said y'all it's time I, I gotta go and have the rest of my sad girl summer enjoy the rest of my last day before my work week starts um so i love you guys goodbye niggas bye